0: So, you know, it's so amazing that in the United States of America, medical freedom uh, has become an issue, but also a truly godly opportunity. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big
1: pharma technocrats and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman.
0: Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live, all of us. So no matter where you're at, if you ever wonder what you'd be doing during the time where God chose you to live, you are doing it this minute. It's a phenomenal thing. I was um, in Washington, D.C. when they decided to shove Obamacare down everybody's throat. And we had the most phenomenal experience. We got a call. We got a, we got a guy who was a surgeon. I had his own surgical clinic in Alaska and he decided to give us max out donations. So total like 32,500 bucks came in. And then he called my staff really upset. He said, Hey, how come I can't give a hundred thousand dollars? And my staff came in and said, you gotta, you gotta talk to this guy. Like he wants to give us a hundred grand. And so I got on the call with him and said, doctor, I just want to thank you. And this is phenomenal. And, and our chairman will be in touch. He goes, you know, that's great. If Michael has time to call me, that's Michael Steele was the chairman at the time before he went crazy. Um, Please do. But it's not my concern. I need to know why I can't give our money to this. I said, well, you've reached a federal max out donation and, and his wife gave and he gave. And I said, do you have, old, do you have adult kids? He goes, yeah, two 18-year-old sons. I go, well, they could give. He goes, okay, done. So we're going to double that 65000 bucks to a political committee on credit cards. And I said, you know what? He goes, uh, I said, I, I have to ask. I think I know why you're doing this, but but why? He said, well, if you read Obamacare, do you know what they're doing to me? I said, are you an independent surgeon? He goes, yes. I go, yeah, I know exactly what they're doing. You're not allowed to expand your clinic. You're not allowed to add new equipment to your clinic. You're not allowed to add square footage if this passes. If it becomes law, he goes, Exactly so i have to scuttle my plans my 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 remodel of my clinic will not be done my equipment i'm waiting to be installed is in a storage facility if this becomes law i can't complete the process and i told them you know what that's by design they don't want entrepreneurial doctors Fast forward now in the response of COVID, there's one official response that is to, as I understand it, send people home, let them get sicker until they have low oxygen levels, bring them in, put them on remdesivir, um, and then and then don't let their families see them. And, and this has led then, of course, to the injection diktats, and that led to a whole bunch of, of medical professionals saying, hey, you know what, this isn't how I want to practice. I, I don't want to be told what to inject in my body, and I want to be able to treat people before they get super sick, It's a a novel thought. Something happened in Idaho. And a bunch of healthcare providers said, you know what? We want to be able to treat people in a godly way, following God's law. And according to our medical knowledge and conscience and into this stepped a man I've gotten to know named Dr. Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke is with us. I went to see the clinic. You can see some pictures of it here in the show notes. And Duke, welcome to the Todd Herman show.
1: Thanks very much. Wonderful to be with you.
0: I so enjoyed our meeting and hearing about your 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 travels with the Lord and and I hope to be able to discuss part of that but let's just start with um, the heart of hope and the the kind tour you gave me um let's talk about why you're doing what you're doing let's talk as well about some of the people I met I I was so happy to see the biblical quotes on the wall and, and you're not at all not at all hiding your face so let's maybe let's talk with the people who gathered around you Duke and said what are we going to do
1: you know that's great. I'll tell you, I this has been such a surprise for us, but it all kind of originated a little bit with, you know, the local healthcare system saying, "Wow, you know, we're just overwhelmed and and we can't take care of all of the people that are that are in need, and we have to bring in the national guard, and et cetera, et cetera." And so we were thinking, "Wow, you know, they they're overwhelmed, they're they're drowning, so let's see if we can we can help out." So we just kind of got together, several of us, and another stimulation too was that. My elderly 96 year old mother, she passed away at 96. But when the pandemic started, she was being treated for breast cancer. And then all of a sudden she couldn't be treated for breast cancer for four months. And so it's like, oh, who made that decision? And so when we started seeing some of that and the healthcare system was overwhelmed, we thought, wow, let's just do something. And all of a sudden people started coming together and, and saying, wow, we got to do something. And we started praying. And it's been miraculous what's occurred in this short time period. It all started September 16th of last year, and it's been coming together like crazy. There's been infinite number of miracles, and to God be the glory, we're just kind of sitting here just,
0: just going every day not knowing what's going to happen, but there's something beautiful happening. There is, and, and we'll talk about the Lord because the Lord's at the center of the show. Um, let's talk as well about um, medical freedom. I, I get the feeling that a lot of people who have joined um, uh, Heart of Hope they want to be able to practice medicine freely.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and it's kind of funny because we, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when physicians were the ones who made the decisions for their patients. It didn't, it wasn't passed down. And that's why we were trained and trained well. So that each person is an individual, you know, we're not numbers. We're not, we don't fit perfect algorithms or categories. And that's why you need that, that special touch that, experience. And so we wanted to return to that model where we don't follow algorithms. We just
0: simply do what the Lord has told us to do and use the gifts that we've been given and the knowledge. We've been given. It's interesting, you know, uh, Duke, uh, I have been designated a, a terrorist um, because I question the government's response to COVID-19. So is, um, so have a lot of people, Joe Rogan, um, Alex Berenson, Dr. Peter McCullough. Um, the Department of Homeland Security said this Monday, if you cause people to doubt uh, the government authorities, you're now a terrorist threat. Um, and I seem to recall a time in the, in, in when my father was in the hospital where I sat in a debate with a couple of doctors. I'd ask them to put on a whiteboard. What are the problems with my dad? I want to be able to understand this at a big picture level. What are the interlocking pieces? And they kind of described it to me as a Gordian knot. And they said, okay, well, let let me understand this. And Duke, I sat and watched a a younger physician debate with one of the more senior physicians. No one got called terrorist. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you come from a background of of actual medical scientific discovery. Mm -hmm. You had a huge company in this way. Am I wrong? Is there now um, an effort to make sure we don't have that sort of healthy debate amongst colleagues? You know, it's really interesting. And
1: I, I, you you know, you never know what's behind the thoughts of several people. I, you, you know, my thought is I can't worry about the motivations of individuals. I can't worry where they're coming from. All I can worry about is what's been handed to me. And I, I'm surrounded by people who, who have needs and, they they want to be seen and they're not able to be seen for various reasons and so from that compassion, I I, I always science to me is always unsettled. They, you each new piece of information is is uh, fills in a little bit more of the puzzle and there were a lot of things in medicine throughout my career that we were assured was absolutely correct. For example, every every woman needed to have Primer and Provera when they went into menopause and then all of a sudden. Somebody, it was just regular care that everyone in the country accepted it and was, it was mandated practically. Not I hate to use that word, but it was just regular care for every, every uh, uh, menopausal woman who did you not know, be put on permanent repair. And then all of a sudden, studies started coming out going, well, let's relook at this because we're finding that some of these women are getting early increase in cancer and early heart disease they've been put on these and maybe they're not necessarily for every woman. And so it's that constant questioning that makes medicine as beautiful as it's become. And I, I think questioning is always good.
0: Yeah. And and you're using some of the early treatment protocols and that's been questioned. And I find that bizarre <laughs> because it, it's, it's I hear people told, and I've had friends that have had this happen and, and this is regard to COVID I've had multiple friends go to the doctor. This happened to a married couple, I know. They went to um went to a medical center here, a, a government connected medical center in Idaho, and they said uh, oh, you know we're feeling sick and we got we got tested for COVID. We were headed to Hawaii and they said, "Okay, do this, go home, and when your oxygen levels drop to like 89%, come back." Like when you when you're really having problems breathing. And they ended up on a journey that was I think about 45 days in the hospital, but at no time did they say, hey, by the way, go home and and go get a bunch of vitamin C and vitamin D and zinc. And you might want to look at hydroxychloroquine. You might want to look at ivermectin. You might want to look at multiple things to take care of yourself. You might want to look at, at high dose aspirin. Um, they didn't say that. They simply said, go home and let this progress. I struggle <laughs> with how that, that, has that ever been, a, a directive in, in medicine in your long career to say, go home and get sicker?
1: No, I, I don't remember any time period like that. In fact, I, I've been involved in preventive medicine for yeah. over 30 years. So my my focus has been, you know, my background was in emergency originally and I had a 38-year-old male come into the level one trauma center where I was an ER doc and he came in and full cardiac arrest. Thirty years ago, and I couldn't revive him, and so I started questioning everything. Even though I had one of the finest medical educations in the world, literally, it's a fantastic medical school. Um, at the same time, there wasn't an answer for that, so I started relooking at everything. And part of that relooking is is questioning and wondering, and where where can real true prevention come in? So my focus has been completely on prevention. And there's a lot of things that we can reduce the risk of just by pro- appropriate at, uh, uh, activity. Well, then with, with this kind of a situation, it just seemed a little bit contrary to what I've been doing for a long time period. And when I found doctor, what Dr. Paul Merrick is doing, who's the second most researched, uh, ICU doc in the history of ICU medicine with FLCCC, I thought, wow, his credibility is, is probably second to none, basically. And, A lot of ICUs around the nation use his criteria. He's considered the world expert in a lot of things. And I thought, well, he's talking about uh, things that we can do early. Maybe we should see what what he's doing and if that does make any benefit.
0: And I I think there's a freedom that comes uh, as well. Uh, You are a a man with a very successful entrepreneurial background in preventive health um, and helping people avoid disease. I, I think that there's a freedom that comes with being entrepreneurial and, uh, I will. So people are pretty clear on my my delineation. I believe that there are people um, at very high levels who hate American freedom and want to see it taken down. I think there are people who are functionaries in a public health system and they just believe in the system. I mean, they they want to support the, the system and the edifice. And I don't considered them to have any ill will at all, at all. I just, you know, I, my sister is a medical professional and she said to me, don't you trust, we have a common friend is a public health official. And, and I said, sure, I trust her with, you know, babysitting family. I trust her with my money. Um, I trust her to oversee my home. At this point, I don't think I would trust her opinion on, on public health issues because I think she's part of this system. So is there an, an advantage in being, um, like you guys are, uh, an entrepreneurial, um, medical, uh, uh I must say it's not a system, but, um, a, a clinic where you guys make the decisions. It's not insurance companies. Uh, it's not government. Uh, is that the sort of freedom that we need to have come back to healthcare in order to deliver the sort of care that, that will prevent disease?
1: You know, I, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that because, you know, most physicians, I know, like you were saying, they, they're. Passionate. They got into medicine because they care about lives and helping people and, and, you know, they're passionate down that pathway, but <clears throat> most are so busy with you know, just the, the guidelines that are necessary to meet certain criteria with each patient and the electronic medical records and making and managing offices. They're just overwhelmed and they don't have time to hardly do any, um, research on their own. I mean, some do, but if they, if they have that opportunity, they're going to look at, uh, the conclusion of an article rather than reading the details and scrutinizing it uh, because to scrutinize an article, um, you know, can sometimes take hours or days if, if you really properly analyze, um, studies. And fortunately when I was medical director at the largest supplement manufacturer in the world, as part of my, my history, uh, I was basically paid to scrutinize, um, Uh, phytonutrients and plant nutrients and the studies done associated with that. And, and did they, do they really uh, have efficacious benefit to the body over long term? And there's some terrific studies that are out there, but most physicians don't have time to to look at that. So they, they have to follow guidelines. They just have to be reactive. And I feel sorry for most physicians because
0: they're overwhelmed and working like dogs. And, and I don't think they have ill intent. They just, they just doing what they're told. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I've, I've seen the same thing um, and I'm at, not at your vantage point and not at your level. Uh, but I also have this question. I want to get into um, the, the main thrust of this, that, that, that God has been surrounding you guys from the very beginning. Um, you can see some yeah. pictures of Duke and I out. Uh, first of all, um, at Heart of Hope in, uh, in Hayden, Idaho. And you could also then see some uh, some land. Um, that they're looking at that the the Lord may in fact bless them uh, with and, and people just surrounded them. There's going to be ways that you can help. If you want to help with this medical freedom uh, and a godly medical freedom, are are we at risk of younger physicians um, being trained to be order takers versus uh, puzzle solvers?
1: You know, I I think there is some risk in that. It's kind of interesting because uh, as, as I talk with younger ones, they, they, have more of a tendency to almost idolize the medical institutions. And I understand that. I mean, when I was in medical school, my heroes were, you know, the attendings and at at the, one of the most respected, you know, medical schools in the world and Nobel prize winners. So yeah, you know, you, it's almost like the military where, where, when you're in there, it's like there are strict criteria and you better not mess up. Yeah, and so there's a lot of pressure um, to follow those guidelines, and they idealize the people who live and die medicine. Um, I, some of my attendings were constantly at the hospital operating, and I, I would ask them, "What what kind of a life do you have outside the hospital?" <laughs> yeah. some of them were there longer, as, as longer, longer than I was as, as a medical student. You're there a long time, and so I think that that it takes a little while for that. Uh, I, Idol worship to a certain degree to kind of temper you need some some experience and in, in the the market you start to see that wow, you know patients are a little more diverse than I was thought originally, yeah, <laughs> and that all comes with experience, that's not bad, but I think yeah, that's why that younger has more of a tendency to to gravitate in that direction because they're still in that mode
0: to some degree yeah yeah and and I think um, as I've observed what I call it the party is doing, and that's uh. Um, pharma, media, tech, academia, deep state, as I observe it, uh, Duke, I'll do the politics, you do the medicine, um, is that I observe them to want order takers in in all realms, um, that you are to do what the high-ups tell you to do, even if it, it violates your medical sense. Um, and, you know, we're seeing this one-size-fits-all rush into these mRNA injections, um, and we're, we're, and they just won't take the foot off the gas. The FDA has noted that, yeah, this, this, the mRNA injections don't help have any capacity to, to aid uh, people five and under in terms of developing any immunity, even the, the temporary immunity that the mRNA injections grant that's not even real immunity, doesn't even have that. But we are pursuing making sure that five-year-old and under get injected with this stuff. Um, and there are, are doctors who will inject children with that, and they will have read that study, and they will understand this is delivering nothing and it comes with it comes with risk. So to me, Duke, that's a really dangerous point in medicine uh, that we're reaching.
1: You know, it's funny because I'm I'm old enough to remember <laughs> when everybody got, you know, a lot of the infectious diseases that people are being given vaccines for. I mean, all of my friends, everyone I knew got measles, mumps, rubella. Yeah. In fact, your parents used to say, "Hey, go over there Tommy's to yes. house because he's got chickenpox." You know, right. <laughs> everybody wanted that natural immunity immediately. I mean, nobody kept one another from that. And <clears throat> I remember Amophilus and initially, uh, when we'd see in the office, we would treat it—excuse <clears throat> me—with antibiotics, and, and a lot of people came through with that. And it was something that was not <clears throat> as worrisome and. So you know, that natural immunity, I mean, I think as, as humans, we're alive today after thousands of years yeah. because of that natural immunity, which has been so incredibly powerful. I also remember back to a time period where the physicians were the leaders in medicine. They were in control of medicine. I had a private practice and myself and another physician had 8,000 patients and the two of us, and we were incredibly busy and I was seeing like 35 patients a day and, and he was seeing 25 to 30. and. We had a 20 person waiting list. We we're just as busy as can be and all, of you, all private patients. And got a letter one day that basically said, well, we're gonna pay you instead of $55 a, a patient down to $35 a patient. Well, here we were busy as can be and we were losing $10,000 a month for no known reason. And I we were blindsided by it. We, we asked what was going on and they said, well, that's just the way it is. And no response or no reason was given. So the only thing we could do was to sell out to a hospital to survive. And so all of a sudden, when I joined a hospital group, then all of a sudden my pay went back up to $55 a patient and same practice, same patient, same scenario. And it's like, well, why did that happen? And then I started seeing that that was a trend going across. So now now doctors are now employees of larger institutions, very few are independent and and in that time period, the hospitals would come to us and say, "Oh, please put your patients in our hospital. We got great
0: food over here, or whatever." You know, they were always trying to market to us. Yeah, and um, that all stopped. You know. Oh, no, and I, I want to explore that and then and shift gears as well from that. I want to explore that for a second and shift gears then into the main thrust of this to me, which is um, God Almighty um, stepping forward and and uh, and and bringing you into this. I mean, I think God just scooped you up. And maybe you had some other plans. That's, uh, that happens a lot. Um, you know, as Duke is talking about this, and I'm thinking about entrepreneurs and thinking about people who get to make their own decisions. My friend, Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive, um, he could go work at any one of the big tech shops. He could have done that decades ago. He started his own company. Uh, he is a Christian conservative in a realm of professions dominated by atheist uh, liberals. And here's a quick question for you. Is your business getting the correct search results? In in, in other words, the correct search placement. You can test this. So you may not need Dave the Digital. So you go to Google, search your business name. Are you on the first page? Are you in the top five links? If not, you need Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive. He can correct that for you. Uh, You will pay him, not Google, search engine optimization. You pay him, the practitioner, he and his team. Uh, They've been award-winning at this for decades. Now, do another thing. Search your category of business. So are you a tire store? Are you a restaurant? Are you a Mexican restaurant? Search that and say near me. And then just look at the search results. Are you in the top five? Are you in the top page results? Is is the information accurate? Because sometimes Google has old information. Um, If that's not correct, that can cost you a ton of money. And a ton of customer relationships. So if if you're not where you need, if you're where you're at, congratulations, just keep monitoring it. If you're not where you're at, Dave can help fix this. Okay. And that's it's search engine optimization is one of his core jams. So easy to get in touch with them. Go to greenhaveninteractive.com. That's greenhaveninteractive.com. Tell me, listen to the podcast. You work directly with Dave as he analyzes this and before he hands it on to the team, uh, Duke Johnson's with me, Dr. Duke Johnson, heart of hope. Um, when you had your busy plans, Duke, and um, you had the next things you were planning in your life and, and the the struggles and that we all face as is, you know, human beings, um, how did God come and say, yeah, actually you're going to start, um, an entrepreneurial Christ led clinic, um, instead of what you thought you were going to do. Let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I, 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 would never in my wildest imagination plan out the life I've lived. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, in mean my, my preventive medicine years, as I mentioned, being medical director of the largest supplement manufacturer of the world, that's. I ended up traveling and representing a multi-billion dollar company in 30 different countries around the world, teaching preventive medicine. And so I I, I got an in-depth understanding that I never dreamed I'd have that experience. And so in coming back and starting my own company, creating, you know, uh, efficacious supplements that are are, uh, really true, have clinical efficacy and proven, then all of a sudden this came up and that people gathering together saying, what can we do? And I thought, well, you know, I can just help them out. I want to be able to help them out. I, somebody said, well, I was leading it. I'm going, Oh no, 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 no. I'm I'm here to help out. (laughs) And, um, other people have told me I I denied being involved because that was where my heart was. And then all of a sudden people said, you were the only one in the room that didn't know that you were supposed to be leading, (laughs) which is really a crack up. And so all of a sudden in our second meeting, a gentleman comes up to us and he said, you know, The lord told me to help you guys and instead of like operating out of someone's garage uh, i want to buy a building and uh, i'll buy a medical building and you guys can lease it out from me and he did so and so that's the the building where we're at right now and then the next week uh, another gentleman comes out and says well you guys are going to need some form of a treatment center i mean this is this is much bigger than a clinic and there's a lot more need because around the, the country, some people aren't able to, get, to receive healthcare unless they follow perfect guidelines, basically. They're being turned away from offices. And and that's true of my mother-in-law. She she can't receive her cancer treatment anymore because she hasn't followed through with perfect uh, 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 medicine uh, acceptances. So, uh, and so we thought, okay. And so then he said, uh, well, you need some land, why don't you come out and travel with me and, and uh, let me show you some land. And what he did was, he took us to a place that had ten acres and sixteen acres, and then he showed us a, a place that had forty-five acres. And I'm standing there with my mouth open, and he goes, "Which one do you want?" And and I started to cry, thinking, "I can't imagine this." I mean, anything over ten feet by ten feet's greedy, right? And I, and someone came up and said, "said You know, I think that that they need the forty-five acres." And the landowner said, "That's what I wanted to give you." And and I, I mean, just even relating that story, it chokes me up. I just can't believe it. And so people are calling saying, I, you know, I've got expertise here and lawyers are calling saying, I want to help you. And we've had seven lawyers come up and, and say, wait, we're, let's donate our time. We want to help you guys. And, and we've got a, a number of people coming in that just are offering services, people that are being laid off um, because they won't follow certain guidelines in other states. I'm getting called from around the nation, literally. I'm, I've gotten calls from. Uh, all over the West coast, central U S saying, I've heard what you're doing. I don't know how they get my phone number. I don't know how this is happening, but I feel kind of like Noah at the door of the art, you know, it's like, okay, you just come on in and I'm just, I'm just the gatekeeper. I don't, <laughs> and I'm not, I, I just don't understand. It's just been
0: amazing. Well, I, I don't really. he's doing it all. You know, and and the, you and I spent a couple of hours together the other day. Um, and I'm so thankful for that time. And, and I, I just sensed in you, um, the humility that comes with someone who I explore this with people, Duke. The difference between uh, believing in God, believing in Jesus, needing Him—that's a big step to need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I and I ask people, and you strike me as a Jesus needer. Mm-hmm. Do you do you, do you feel like you need Christ Jesus? It, it, it is it Jesus what? I didn't hear that word. Jesus needer. someone who admits oh, to needing the Lord versus just believing oh. in the Lord. Oh, absolutely. No. And in, in fact, I, you know, it's kind
1: of interesting. Uh, a lot of my career, it was like, I, 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 you know, it was like the competition to even get into med school. I thought I have these tremendous desires that uh, uh, this is like impossible. My educational background is impossible. And God opened the door and got me in it. He made it obvious that, 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 that he had done that. Yeah. And same thing throughout all of my medical career. I mean, being, the medical director I mean there were thousands to hundreds of thousands of doctors who'd want to be in that position right and and it was obvious he made it obvious it was him and this is the same type of a scenario and because i know that I, I'd rather be hear from the lord as to how to approach something than to uh, be the smartest doctor in America because God's got insights that that nobody is going to have and and he is the great physician and so i've I've depended upon him my, my whole career and and so in the going forward with this, what we realized is that, and, and also too, when I was traveling internationally, sometimes I was uh, asked to go into countries that were very, very unsafe. In fact, I went into Venezuela, we were requested to go into Venezuela and the main bridge was out between the airport and, and um, it was just not safe going in. The State Department at the time said, we recommend no American go in there. And I prayed about it, and I just said, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" This doesn't make logical sense, but you know, I'll do what you call me to do. And He yeah. said, "Go." So we went in, and and uh, uh, what happened is when we we traveled over a seven thousand foot pass in order to get into the capital city, and it was well known that there were robbers in the jungle and all of that stuff. And we had um, you know armor uh, armed people taking us in. It was a very unsafe situation, but. You know, the Lord guided and protected. And I, there's lots of other countries I've been in like that. And so but I realized my life is not my own. And so I'm I'm not here for my as my pastor says, my eating and dining pleasure. I'm here <laughs> to serve him and give him the glory and, and be a vessel for his hands. And that's what we're doing.
0: Um and I wanna explore one other aspect of this, um, in terms of what you just talked about, the great physician. Uh, your admitted need of of the Savior. And I want to explore that as well um, from the perspective of God giving people like you the talents and the ability to be able to look at the human body, to examine it, and in prayerful senses to determine what's right for each person. Uh, and then I do want to talk to, my, um, talk to my audience about how they can help Heart of Hope. Um, my friend Zach Abraham knows what it's like to need the Lord. He will never use this as a marketing slogan. We're so careful about that. I hope I hope everybody gets that. Um, you know, we open the show by saying today is the day the Lord has made. And we've had plenty of requests to uh, well, make it a marketing slogan. We can't do that. It's the word of God. And, and so I mentioned this. By way of 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 comparing, uh, Dukes travels to my friend, Zach Abraham, and, and he shared with you the downtimes before Bulwark Capital Management became what it is, which is so utterly successful, predicated upon his decision uh, to steward money. Uh, so th- we're talking, uh, Dukes mentioned oh, feeling like Noah welcoming people under the ark. Uh, Zach did a bit of that in, in helping people get into retirement. They were told at big companies, you will get the injections, even if you're allergic to them, even if you have natural immunity, you're getting them or you're getting fired. So a lot of very successful people said, well, there's early retirement, but I'm not ready for it. They simply called Zach and they asked him to run the numbers. Most of them, when they called Zach, were thinking it's impossible. There's no way I can retire well, no, that, that's, that's not what happened. They found out over half of them could retire immediately. So if you're in the circumstance where your big company is being order takers and you're going to give up bodily autonomy to have a job, that's a huge risk. Don't take that risk. And, and do not risk your retirement, though. And at Bulwark Capital Management, uh, risk management is job number one. Yes, of course, they seek gains. Otherwise, they would be poor stewards. But risk management is their focus. So just find out right now. Have Zach look at your early retirement plan. See if you can get out. Simply call them 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative. Trek Financial LLC and SCC Registered Investment Advisor. Uh, Duke, because I was walking through your um, your clinic as you're building it up and expanding and all the ways that the Lord has gifted you guys with with help and and, and helpers. Uh, I also saw this intense joy and I'm reminded of uh, a time where I saw a guy named Dan Gable with the world's greatest wrestler at the time an old man. And, and, you know, some of those guys who wrestled their whole lives had banged up knees and shoulders and he was, he was stiff and, and not walking well. And Duke until his feet touched the wrestling mat. And all of a sudden that man was 20 years old again. I've seen the same thing in a, in a footage of a guy, who was a concert pianist and and had gotten terrible arthritis and dementia and he was slow of mind and slow of fingers, had trouble feeding himself until Duke. He sat down at the piano, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. his posture changed, his cognition changed, uh, and he could once again play like he'd always played. And in fact, he was a better conversationalist behind the piano. I walked into that clinic and I saw joy in the eyes of nurses and 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 CFOs and you. Um, and I, 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 wonder about this, that God gives us all gifts. Uh, I believe that in our DNA and in your ability to work with God, to decode our bodies, I think that you're reading the code of God, right. As a, as a physician. And so let's talk about a, do I overstate that? And B does God give us signs on how to prevent disease in us? So let's start with that. Do you, do you feel like DNA and, and God, that's sort of a signature of God's?
1: You, you know obviously we were created in his image, and so our DNA is different than any other of course and and so with that we were since we we're created in his image um he's he's ingrained special attributes in all of us and for those who are truly submitted to Jesus then he he promises we, with the Holy Spirit living within us that he's going to endow us with certain gifts and i i um certainly see that and 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 you know it's so interesting you bring up dan gable because i remember him i i I remember his his passion and and it's so interesting because i i see that same um passion in our lives it's like when we're truly doing what the lord calls us to do he gives us joy unspeakable and i think what you see in the, the hearts of people is the scripture says that jesus truly is the god of hope and and you know if you think about that statement just like he is love, where are you going to get get real love elsewhere outside of Jesus? You're not going to get it anywhere else. You're going to get good feelings, but you're not going to get real love. And same thing about hope. Hope is temporary, and when you go to the God of hope, well, I think what you see in the eyes of a lot of people are that hope. And and it's kind of interesting to me that um, that I, I, all of that all of that twinkle in everybody's eyes were fulfilling what he's called us to do. And I think Revelation. Chapter three, when he spoke to the Church of Philadelphia, and I think we 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 fit that time period because uh, those churches weren't the only seven churches he was addressing, or the biggest in the world. But they uh, there's kind of a time course of Christianity, and and he said, "You've kept my word, and you've got a little bit of strength, and I'm the God who opens doors that no one can close." And he's definitely opened these doors, and so. I, we're just when we're fulfilling that, and we're giving people hope, and we're treating them with heart. It, it just gives everyone joy, and it's reflected everywhere. It's it's an incredible joy to be a part of. It.
0: Yeah, and and I would say this that that I observe the the government saying expressing your conscience um, is an act of terror if you're questioning the authorities. That was the Department of Homeland Security on Monday, meaning if you take the conscience God gave you, and I I, I contend Duke that. Um, our words are a bridgeway to God. We can never match his intelligence or even understand his intelligence or his words. And we can, we can read them. He's gifted us with the ability to read them. Um, but when we express ourselves and we pray consciously, we're creating a bridge to God Almighty. We bring the Holy Spirit into us. Um, and for the government to say, you can't express skeptical thoughts is to say, you can't express your conscience. Likewise, in in, in healthcare. When we have government authorities saying, do not pay attention to the fact that you have a patient who entered anaphylactic shock um, from the last you know, actual vaccine they got and was hospitalized for six weeks and still on disability, still tell that person they need to take the same ingredients. Do not pay attention to their medical history. Do not pay attention to their natural immunity. Do not pay attention to a, a D-dimer test that would show, wow, this person got a lot of blood clots last time we injected them with this. Don't do that. Ignore all that simply turn to us we will tell you what to do i see medical authorities government medical authorities telling people do not look at the signature of god almighty does that seem like an overstatement to you
1: yeah well it's, it's really interesting because because i you know you, you always wonder well, well you know these are supposedly the most uh authoritarian the most knowledgeable most brilliant people in the world but it, you know is what's interesting is that everyone was trained Um, throughout their medical career um, aware of our our inherent immune system's ability to handle these things. Or we wouldn't even be here. I mean, (laughs) we'd all been dead thousands of years ago if the immune system wasn't amazing. And it is truly amazing. It's so complex. And so, and also the country was formed uh, from the very roots, the country was formed with the ability um to have freedom uh to to express i mean the, the whole foundation of the nation was based on freedom and so why why is is freedom uh, considered contradictory to the government i mean when that was the founding principle i don't know what people are thinking maybe they're thinking wow this is such an incredibly serious disease that it overrides everything else and if you disagree with us but, you know, in reality, what they're doing is they're kind of placing themselves into the position of superseding what God has implanted into us and superseding anything that God sees us as his children and his protection comes to us. And they're saying, no, not don't listen to that God. Listen to us. Submit, um, worship, worship us. And you can see where uh, that some people have shifted as people get away from a, a true belief in the in the creator and and have shifted from uh christianity or or uh, being uh, uh, less important in their lives or attacked etc man uh, mankind is going to have a tendency to worship something and so when they're scared of death and fearful and they're going to find some authority that's going to provide that relief. they're going to find some authority that says oh please protect me please keep me alive because i'm scared to die because they don't know that eternally they're, they're, they're secured if, if they would come to the Lord. So when they don't know that they're willing to go anywhere to get the security they need. And they're doing a lot of things out of fear. And, and there are people who like to have the uh, influence and the power and they'll say, "I'll I'll meet your need. Come over here. Follow me.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Legion. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I would say this, uh, Dukes, as, as we wrap up, I want to make sure people are available of the information on how to help you. Um, it is it is my to my knowledge, it has never worked out well when human beings decide to say, Worship me. Uh and uh the Lord has a way of of peeling back the layers and showing the nakedness of people like that and, and in fact people who want to be worshipped, um they're imbued of evil. They're conned, or they're they're just evil. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. How do people get in touch with you? I think that you told me you've got so many volunteers. People have been so gracious, um, giving you buildings and lawyers and 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 now land and 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 many other things. Um, how can people help you right now in the most substantive way? And how do they get in touch with you without giving out your personal cell phone? Since apparently God's revealing it to everybody on Earth. <laughs>
1: Some <laughs> somehow, somehow yeah. that's been leaked. Anyway, yeah. I I don't know what that means, But thanks so much for asking. I mean, we're at a phase right now where we're we're looking to build the treatment center, and and it's going to be uh, and so people, if they were really interested. if They want to have a facility, even if they live in a different state, that they can come to and 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 have the freedom to be involved in the healthcare positioning and that they, they could give to it. And we just. Recently, uh, we have a, a group that, um, that builds, we found that builds buildings incredibly fast. And, and uh, in fact, I was talking with them yesterday and we scoped out uh, what it would take to build, a, to launch our, our, our treatment center where we can have breathing centers and, and um, uh, surgery rooms and et cetera, et cetera, and full diagnostics, et cetera. And so we were looking at a 62,000 square foot building to begin with and and to fully equip it basically we need between 20 and 23 million to do it and so we, we, we we're just doing it basically but what we can do is is have most of it functioning by by summer and and completely done by by fall and these these that's a whole story about that's another group that came to us and said we want to meet help you meet that need of course they have costs and of course it costs money but I think what we're creating is basically the basic units so that we can expand these elsewhere and be a place to come. So we have a, a website where people can donate at heartofhopehealth.com. And um, also what they could do is they could uh, email or send a letter, a check in a letter. We've received a number of those um, at Heart of Hope Health. And it's 1869 East Southeast Way, Box 149. Eight three eight five four. So yeah, either way, anything we do is we go into that concept, we've got other clinics that have asked to be franchised out. We now have uh, our first franchise in its beginning so that they'll have our, our brand name so that people will know when they go to that that they'll get the same treatment that they would. And in my experience, what I've been able to do is blend the best of both worlds. Because in established medicine, there are things that that have maybe bad influences, like I mentioned before, um, you know, with uh Kerman and Provera, there's a lot of things that are traditional that aren't necessarily the best medicine. Yeah. And so there's good there and some questionable stuff there. And then in the natural side, there's good stuff. And but there's also some snake oil stuff. And so people are just looking who's got the best of both worlds and by what the Lord has given me. I, I've really studied both sides incredibly well based on the best unbiased science, and that's what we're going to provide. So any any contributions, we, we could take way beyond the, the, the 20 to
0: 23 to start the first facility, but whatever people, we can just expand the concept as it comes in. So God has given us money to steward. Uh, And if you are impressed by what uh, Dr. Uh, Duke Johnson is doing and and his team, and you hear the, and see the work of the Lord in this, I think this is a great place to put money. uh, Heartofhopehealth.com. And remember this, it's also a way to speak back to the party. And I believe that the Lord is showing us, Hey um, folks, there's modern Babylon's get out of modern Babylon's and in fact, build a godly system. Um, and build a system where people get to act within their own conscience, a conscience led by God Almighty. So this is also a way to vote with money. I would encourage people out of state to do this, because when you come to me and say, hey, we're doing it now, too. Right. Then we'll go right back to the people in Idaho and say, hey, remember when you uh, you did this? The podcast is national. Um, and thank the Lord for that. Thank uh, our friend Rush. Uh, and God rest him for making a, a national footprint. So I encourage people to do with that, um, you know, steward the money that way. And this is an organization to give to uh, Duke. I sure appreciate you. I, I tell everybody as we wrap up that uh, I just want you to go with God's good grace. Uh, and don't be surprised if I darken the doorway again, just to visit some more and, and come out and get treated. I appreciate you so much. Go with God's good grace.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate the time.
0: It's absolute pleasure. This is the Todd Herman Show. Remember this. If these are the sort of episodes you like, this might be the one that you share with friends or saying, what are we going to do? Is anyone ever going to do anything? Well, people are doing things. So maybe take this episode, email it to 10 friends, and say, yeah, that is, when Herman talks about the high mountains of free America, there are people who are, in fact, taking advantage of that freedom in a good, godly way. So you can do that through email. It's a great way to grow the show. Now, please... Go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, make sure to be right with God.